0: Are you fretting because your podcast has just a few viewers and it feels like it's taking forever to grow that audience? I'm here to tell you, hang in there. Your show has an impact and it's going to hit you like a tidal wave. But and the ripple effects are going to come fast. But you have to be patient with the process. How do you do that? Well, it takes a lot of support and it takes a leap of faith. So how do you get that? I'm going to share all that in just a minute. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outside standing zoom meeting it's about how to dress for the camera but it's not just about the clothes it's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera join me in the waist up wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk Hello, Virtual Nation. It's great to have you here at another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe with myself and my very awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, behind the scenes in the production room, making the whole show, revolve, and go round. And I'm very grateful for that. Well, uh, episode 60 today of Waste Up Wardrobe, can you believe it, is the last of the series of the podcasting ABCs. We started with A, we went through B, C, D, and E, and F, and G. And today we will end this series with H. And H is for hanging in there. And why do I say that? Well, because sometimes when we start something like great, like a podcast or a show, we know it's really great. And we know it's giving value, we can get a little discouraged if things like our audiences aren't growing, or if we are, you know, um, if somebody says something that is is—is that really worth your time or something like that, right. And I'm here to tell you that so much happens when you create a show or a podcast that you don't actually see so many positive things Positive things are happening. The, everything you do in business really has a ripple effect. Uh, and in, in a podcast or a show or something consistently where you're streaming is no different. And the idea is you must become patient with the process. Because like I, um, I was on I was listening to my coach, my business coach, Alison Maslin on stage once and PK O'Dell is here with us and she's congratulating us on episode 60. Thank you for being here, PK. And I actually probably, PK can relate to this metaphor because, uh, you know, I was uh, listening to Alison Maslin. She probably, uh, PK, you've probably heard this analogy and she was on stage and she gave this metaphor. She said, you know, Sometimes we feel like nothing's happening in our business or in systems that we're building. Sometimes it feels like the audience to grow your podcast is taking so long. But just like the bamboo tree, right? You plant the bamboo tree and nothing happens for a long, long time. It feels like forever. It just stays stagnant. And what you don't see Is everything that's going on behind the scenes, the ripple effects. And that's that the bamboo tree is growing down into the soil and rooting itself and creating a foundation. And then all of a sudden, I think it's like six to nine months later, you see the bamboo tree shoot up. And that is exactly what, when we create new systems or trying a new experiment or doing something, I think people give up too soon on what they're creating. They forget that They are, they have a ripple effect in everything that they say and do and put out there. And even if they're impacting one person, that. Is huge. If one person gets inspired by what you do and you end up and they take action to elevate their lives, isn't it worth it? And I know it's really important to spend time as a business owner doing things that make sense and um, give you a good yield on your investment, but not everything is that tangible. And so today today we're going to talk about specifically growing your audience for a show or a podcast and why it's okay uh, to keep on persisting and staying consistent doing it. Even if you see one or two viewers on with you, even if you have like five viewers, one of them is your mom. <laughs> like often happens on my shows, uh, and uh, my mom is like a, a raving fan, and I love that. And so are so many other people that are part of my, um you know, fan base, and that that really join us here on a regular basis. And those people are so uh, critical to your show, and they are so important, and they bring more attention to your show, and they also enjoy the value that you give. So. I want to just start by this idea of hanging in there, right? Uh, It's not easy to create a show or to go live. It really takes a leap of faith. Like so many things in business, you just have to have faith in yourself. And you have to really be positive about how you're talking about yourself. If you have really amazing value to give the world, you can't really keep that to yourself. It wouldn't be right. So it is really, really important to take that leap of faith and it can feel very uncertain. It can feel very, it can make us feel very insecure, not sure about ourselves. Uh, You're asking questions of yourself like, is the time investment worth it? Will people come? will that will i know what to say that's one of the biggest problems people face is like what do i say when i get out in front of the camera even people who are genius in their fields are always saying well what do i say when i interview them so it's so interesting we really we doubt ourselves and we forget to take that leap of faith but you have to despite all those inserted uncertainties you have to do it anyway Okay. And I'd love Rick to come on here and chime in because he understands this evolution process and what it takes to grow an audience and what goes into creating a show like this, because he's done it with so many other entrepreneurs. And I'd love your take on what I just said, Rick.
1: Uh, ditto. (laughs) (laughs) You agree with
0: everything I say.
1: (laughs) I do. I do. You know, I, 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 I'm on another, uh, uh, live stream that we do uh, probably every other week. It's it's kind of a unique show, so the live viewers aren't that high, um, and uh, we 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 talk about things all all things business legal, you know, business um, attorney uh, related, some some uh, personal asset protection things like that, and then I put my marketing spin in there for that same audience as well. We re- it, you know here's the thing we've done. We've done that show for now six years, right? Which is a long time. We've done it for six years, and we used to do it once every week. Um, and I, I tell you, my my uh, my friend can talk your ear off when it comes to business. He used to teach at uh, at Long Beach Community, and um, and we just found that it was it was really for for the rhythm of the audience that we had. We just scaled it back to two times uh, a month, like every other week. And it was very, very, very rare in the six years that we've been doing this that we actually had live viewers on the show, right? <clears throat> and, I, and I kept telling my, my friend, "It said, don't, don't worry about it because, you know, we're pushing this to Facebook and YouTube and your audience is going to come from YouTube and you're going to get a ton of watches uh, on YouTube because these, thing, these concepts and these things, are the majority of things that you're talking about are evergreen topics, um, in, in 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 accordance to asset protection and and, and business law and, and those types of things, and uh, just give it some time because you know you'll you'll reap the benefits later on. And I don't I can't tell you how many clients that he's gotten maybe a year maybe even two years later after an episode is aired where we had nobody watching and then all of a sudden a year later six months to a year later there's been thousands of views of that video. And he's getting calls, you know, just about every day um, to retain his services. Just be, you know, from videos that we did a year and two years ago. So you know, talk about hanging in there. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I I coached him to do that, and I'm, I thank God that that he was patient enough to do that and understand it. I got him more fixated on just enjoy the process, enjoy being on air, enjoy you know bantering with me, and enjoy the fact that. Although you're a retired professor now in law, this is your platform now to teach. So just continue to do that because the other stuff, the instant gratification isn't going to be there if that's what you're looking for, but it will come later on. And, and, and sure enough, it, it has.
0: Yeah. I love that you say, enjoy it. You know, um, it's sort of a statement I tell myself, even when I'm doing something that's super uncomfortable, I feel like I have a privilege of being able to do it. And the idea is if I can just enjoy it and appreciate that I'm able and I have the opportunity to do it, then that alone really motivates me. So I really love that you said that. And the other thing is that you said is that, you know, this idea of the time w- between which you actually launch a show or do take an action and then wait for the reaction. Right. I, I call that like the ripple effect. It's almost those roots are growing down deep under the soil that you can't see. Um, you just have to have faith that it is, they are growing under the soil, right? They are rooting themselves. And, um, And that's how sometimes you get these, you know, this recognition, like for us on our show, I got speaking engagements uh, globally, I would have never, never imagined that would happen. And that was because of the show, even on a show that maybe not that many people were watching. But one of the shows on a replay instigated me getting that, you know, that speaking engagement. Mm -hmm. So it's you just don't know where it's going to come from next.
1: You don't. And it all it takes is one viewer. Right. That one Mm -hmm. viewer, they may or may not be on with you live, but it just takes that one viewer that maybe spots your replay. And it's like, that's the person that I want to talk to this group, you know, overseas or whatever it is. You just don't, you just don't know. And you have to kind of play to them.
0: Exactly. And that's actually what happened with every speaking engagement I got um, as a result of the ripple effects of Waste Up Wardrobe. So I'm just reiterating here, you just don't know in what form it's going to come and you don't know what is going to come. You just have to have faith that you're building something really important with a lot of value and that the right people will land on it. And when it lands, it's going to have a lot of impact. Yeah. I want to go next to overcoming that uncertainty because a lot of people ask me, well, okay, uh you, you know, you talk about having that leap of faith and overcoming the uncertainty, but like do you have any any tips on how to do that? And uh, the reality is basically uh, like Rick knows very well, I built the plane as i was flying it like many of us entrepreneurs and business owners or even in in your everyday life as a parent you just kind of are experimenting and you're you know it's a it's basically a trial and error right but one of the things that was a foundation for the show uh to get some traction at the very beginning was um a launch team building a launch team so before i even launched the show i spoke with some people um including pk here that um that, that I knew would be committed fans and would be supportive of my endeavor. And uh, they were a group of about 15 to 20 entrepreneurs, uh, some family members, some, uh, some people that were like partners, power partners. And, you know, and I, and I asked them, I asked them to really, you know, engage with the show and go rate and review us on iTunes. And many of them really, really came through. And what that does is, you know, even though this is just a show of support and many of them actually were clients who ended up really being engaged with the show but needed that push to, to understand that it had value, it held value, value for them. Uh, you know, what ended up happening is that many of them remained committed to seeing the show most of the time when they could and, or listening to a replay. So it was sort of a nice little teaser for them to get started. And, uh, and they were supporting me at the same time. So I really encourage you if you're going to start a podcast or a show or a live stream that you plan on doing consistently, put, a launch team together, a team that will go on, watch your first shows, rate them, review them, comment, engage with them, so that you can start that momentum going. It's almost like a catalyst that gets everything started. And that will give you so much confidence uh, to get started and continue on. I know it did for me. The other thing that's really important uh, and it's really important throughout everything you do in your business, is always staying connected to your why. You know, a lot of us don't even know what our why is. We haven't even explored that. And I, in my brand styling program, I do a lot of deep conversation about the why. When I'm working with somebody on their brand style and their brand styling, the where we start is more about do you know what your why is? And then we don't stop there. We go deeper. What is the why to your why? And we finally dig deeper, even deeper than that. And we get to the soul of the business. What if we get to the why, to the why, to the why? Then what we end up with is why this person is actually doing this. What's the bigger, greater good that they are trying to create? What is the movement that they're trying to create? And when you tap into that why, Nothing will ever stop you from being committed to what you're doing. Honestly, that is the one thing that keeps me committed to my movement, to my journey, to the work that I do, because I know I'm not affecting one person. I may just see one person being affected, but I know there is multiple people there being affected and that impacts not just them but the people around them so there is so much value in understanding that and putting your mind around that and i and rick i I would love to hear if you have any input on that you know the idea of creating that launch team and this idea of staying connected to your why the soul of your business
1: the launch team is is a fundamental um no question about it that if if you are you've never done this before and you're nervous as heck to do it on your own, <clears throat> then you really do need to have put together a few friendly faces, uh, a friendly audience that can at least get you going, right, and and give you some some friendly critique on, yeah, I like this part, I didn't quite understand this part, th- those types of things. And Christine did it right because when she started, you know, we we. A lot of this was was new to Christine, and she she had a great pool of um, of uh, business owners out there that were her potential audience that could give constructive criticism or really good feedback or um, really be be a great audience, a trial audience, you know, in, in, in the beginning. And a lot of times the um, um, the the fear is. You, you don't have any help and you don't have that that friendly base of fans out there who boy, um that'll give you that confidence because a lot of times peop if if you go in this without any friendly faces, you're gonna find it even harder and harder and harder to be consistent and go on. You know, so you do need those people. Uh this the second question was what? I forgot. Sorry.
0: So the second question is about the why, really oh, staying yes. connected to that.
1: <laughs> yes, and absolutely. And that goes both ways when you talk about your why. When it's your why for the show that you're doing, yeah, absolutely. If, if people don't know what your why is, why you're doing it, uh, then you're going to struggle. If they mm-hmm. think, they're going to assume that the reason that your why, they're going to assume that your why is to sell them more products, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not it. And if if that's it, then you're making a big mistake in doing the show in the first place. And so, if they know what you're passionate about, they know if they know uh, why you're doing this, and it's more more so because you 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 have this thing inside of you that where you're driven to help other people, other entrepreneurs, other business owners, um, and you have a special talent or special knowledge that can help them. And if they understand that, then you know what? The, the sales stuff will come later. That'll come naturally anyway. But um, in, in order for them to trust you, they have to know you. And if they know your why early on, then you're going to be much more successful. If if you've never heard of um, – I know we talked about this on the show. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy – actually, you'll see him on YouTube a lot, Simon Sinek, who mm-hmm. talks about the golden circle. And the golden circle in the middle, if you m- imagine a bullseye – instead of the why being on the outside, the why is the bullseye. Okay, the, mm. you have the why is the bullseye, then you go out from there to the what, and then the how, right. Mm. And typically, we start the other way. When we sell our product or service, we start from the outside, and then work into the inside. But if they haven't bought into you yet, then you know, you're, you're, you're not going to be your, your message isn't going to be translated very well to the viewer. So always start with your why and work your way out. And if you haven't seen Simon, just Google the golden circle, Simon Sinek, and you'll understand what we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, no, that is really profound. And it's interesting because I it surprises me how many people have really explored their why in business. And I truly, I firmly believe that that's when somebody is at risk of not succeeding in business when they don't know their why. Um, When you've explored your why and you've explored it deeply in a way that not only, it's not just about, you know, I wanna make women feel beautiful in their image. It's more about, I want to make sure every woman has at her disposal, the resources that make her feel so well taken care of that she is able then to go out and care for all the things that she does. That's a movement. That's more than just you know dressing one person or dressing somebody. That is very deep. It's very deep work. It's, it touches the inside. And honestly, because I'm, I feel very connected to my deeper why, um, I, don't, I don't think about not making my business work ever because I know the value offers people and the profound depth of what it, it, it gives people. It's not about the clothes. It's about what the clothes do. It's the tool right? It's a tool, clothes are a tool to create that inside um, passion, that inside confidence that then up levels them in every area of their lives. So it is so important to know that why. And when you know the why, it's not going to matter how many people are listening to you because you're going to feel like if I have one person listening to me today, I'm going to touch that person and that's going to make a difference in their lives. And that is worth it. So Staying connected to why is absolutely one of the most important things when you're trying to overcome the uncertainty. Another thing is sometimes focus on who is there, who's watching you. When somebody's on with you, uh, if you have one or two or three people on with you and all you can think about is like, oh my goodness, there's not 50 people there. What an opportunity are you missing? You're missing the opportunity of really focusing on the people that are present with you and helping them so that. You can add credibility to what you do and really tap into why you do what you do. So, for me, if even if I have one person watching, I am, my, I am, I put it in my mind to give them something of value. And it may not be something obvious, it may actually inspire them in a way so different than what my intention is. But the fact that they're with me and I am holding their attention and they are present with me gives me this opportunity to touch their lives. And that's what you have to focus on when you are on a sh- uh, creating your own show. And even if you have one person watching, even if you have nobody watching with only the of replays later, that is valuable and that is impactful. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, there there's. There, people don't necessarily have to be live with you on the show to feel like they are, you know, um, that they're that you're reaching them. There's so many people that listen to this on replay, right, Rick? They listen on replay or they listen through uh, YouTube or LinkedIn.
1: Oh, no, no question about it. So, I the the point I wanted to to bring up is that okay, before all this live stream became in vogue, right? Um, Yeah be before it came really popular people were already doing this but it was the only difference is we were just doing it we were videotaping it and then playing it right on Mm -hmm. youtube or on on facebook the only difference here is that we're just doing it live and you're seeing some of the mistakes and Mm -hmm. uh, some of the fun stuff that happens with live tv right yeah yeah but at the time when we're videotaping it no one's watching, other than the cameraman and you. Or if it's you, then it's just you, right? The, and mm-hmm. you have a live camera. You went up and hit record, and you, you know, you you, you spoke away, and uh, there's your content. And so I remember it was the weirdest thing the first time I ever did that. Right? I was taping a, um, I think it was a, it was a, some kind of tutorial course um, years ago when I was doing that, and I thought this is really weird, because I'm just talking to this lens, right? No one's react, there's no audience reaction, there's nothing. But as I kind of got into it, I forced myself to think, okay, just imagine that there's a 100 people or a 1000 people watching you right now. And you're doing this live, right? And so just let it go. let, let be reactive, be interactive, be uh, emotive. Uh, do everything as if you, you had an audience behind the camera. And You'll be fine. Don't. Instead of worrying about, gosh, I I hope somebody watches this. You know, I hope uh, I get ten plays out of this. You know, uh, uh, so it just really depends. Try and focus on on what you hope for, right? What you what you're planning for, and in, in that the masses will watch this if the content is solid. The content is good. There will be people watching it because, like Christine said, the majority of the plays that we get on this particular show are on replays. And we can look back at our Facebook analytics and our YouTube analytics and see how many people watch these videos. And And there's, you know, uh, uh, 10 times, 20 times more people that watch the replay than are actually here live.
0: Yeah. Uh, it it, that's so that's so true and um you know you make a really good point it is no different than when we used to tape shows you know with just the camera crew and an interviewee and then it got aired later so it's really it's really no different than that Mm -hmm. but i think it's the word going live that makes you feel like oh i gotta have interaction right now Now we want to Well that's
1: because people think that's they use that as a safety net. So, you know, if there is somebody live, now they have somebody to talk to.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like kind of like what I do with you. Like, come on, Rick, talk to me because I don't (laughs) know what to say.
1: (laughs) Exactly, right?
0: (laughs) No, no. You're 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 uh so insightful, and that's why we we do this banter back and forth. I think it's so valuable because you work with so many people in live shows and you have so much experience with video production and editing that it really is a very interesting and fresh perspective on being on camera. So it's, it's very valuable. The other part is, you know, just on the overcoming of this uncertainty is really staying consistent. So the reason that we always talk about being consistent, showing up at the same time, same place, same day to your audience is that now they start forming this habit. They know that you'll be on. They know that we'll be on at 1130 on Thursday without fail. So they kind of, they can count on us. So if they want to catch a show, they, um, they don't they 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 know when to show up to see us and PK is commenting on banter. Yes. That is the best part of this show, PK. I feel like it is the most fun. And I and it's something that I love to do with the audience as well. It's just, you know, this back and forth. It's such a It's a way of masterminding It's you know, we're really using the wisdom of the show and the wisdom of the people that are on the show, including the producer, including everybody that shows up on the show, because we are all we all look at things from different perspectives. So we see things differently and how wonderful that we get to record this for people to give them these different perspectives on different topics. So, yes, the banter is essential. I I, I do believe that. So staying consistent with the, the, the show is really important. Now, you know, we have, we made a decision early on that I want to go on weekly. I want to be there every week for the audience and, um, and give them value and i wanted that to be sort of a part of my business a part of what i do for the audience so some some people want to just do it twice a month so every every other week which is totally fine but the idea is to stay consistent and truthfully you know i think that you at a minimum have to do it twice a month because any less than that then it's not really it doesn't feel consistent don't you think rick
1: yeah i was going to add to that because If you're only doing it once a month, people will see your show and then forget about you. Because then there's 29 more, 30 more days in the month. And it's like, oh, I forgot that you did a show a month ago. Uh, two weeks at a minimum. I would always suggest you do at least, at least once a week until you get into the rhythm, until you get a good read on your audience and the frequency at which they are going to watch your content. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you have content that only changes once a month. Then, you know, you probably have enough content stored where you can at least do it twice a month, and kind of get them get into the rhythm. But my suggestion is do it every week uh, for at least three to six months. Get in that rhythm. Not only does it get you in that rhythm, gets the audience in the rhythm. But think about this, all right. <clears throat> Regardless if it, I mean, if it's a half hour show or an hour show, whatever it is, think about this. This is the time that you invest for marketing uh, to whatever platform that you're pushing out to, whether it's Facebook or to YouTube or to both or, or Instagram, whatever it is. Um, and, and if you use this time to market your knowledge, to market your, um, um, your service or your products, you know, in a way that isn't too salesy, right? You're informing the audience rather than selling. Um, ask yourself, how much time am I actually spending outside of live streaming or video, Am I spending on marketing? How much money am I spending on marketing? Um, And if you're not doing any of that stuff, then you're really screwed. (laughs) You're not doing it right. Um, But just ask yourself that because that time investment that we spend here for 45 minutes to an hour um, doesn't cost us anything, right? doesn't cost Christine anything other than her time. And she could spend thousands of dollars marketing um, um, Waste Up Wardrobe or Jade for All Seasons, in the conventional way, and get nothing in return, minimal amount in return. So if you look at it from that perspective, the time investment in doing this once a week should be part of the rhythm in your marketing scheme and and should be integrated in your business plan if it's not already in there.
0: Absolutely. And I think that is such a great point. It is a marketing piece. So, you know, we spend so much money on marketing in other ways, but to be on the show answering people's questions live or, you know, providing value of who you are, they're getting to know you, Uh, you know, taking the material and repurposing it like we do with at the end of the show, we create a speedy recap that is a summary of the show to then push out to social media and use as marketing tool. So. There's so much, right, that we're building in just um, an hour show, less than an hour show. And um, actually, you know what? I look forward to my show. I think it's like one of the most fun things I do. Yes, it requires preparation. Yes, sometimes I feel like I'm pressured to come up with a, a great topic. But at the end of the day, it gives me this opportunity to talk to my people. And it gives them the opportunity to talk to me without having to track you know, track me down on a phone call or an email. So it really is such a great forum for business growth and marketing. And I'm so happy you brought that up. uh, up. Uh, You know, the other thing is that, you know, so many negative thoughts come into our mind, right? It's like, when will my circle of influence grow? When should I get, when will I realize if this is not working and just stop? What should I do to make it work? Well, all of these things that we're talking about are steps in that direction. And you really have to challenge those negative thoughts, really have to change them into positives. So when, when you're questioning, when will my circle increase, just say it is increasing. I just don't necessarily actually concretely see it today, but it is increasing because you are there, you are there consistently. Or um, when do I just stop doing this? I honestly think, again, if you connect yourself to your why, why would you stop telling people and giving them, nuggets and and action items that relate to your niche market that then they can go and use to their benefit. Why would you stop that? If the goal is to create a movement around your niche or to really inspire others, there's no reason to stop. So you have to really reverse those negative thoughts and challenge them. And then the other thing is that you have to recognize that it does take time. OK, so it, it, you're not going to just get on um, unless you're a celebrity, unless you're you know, a famous celebrity. You're not going to just get on live. And then all of a sudden, everybody's going to tune in. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. And I always say my mom, when she first started watching my show, she goes, yeah, but Christine, not there. Not that many people watching. I'm like. Mom, Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) We're all familiar with that saying, right? Rome wasn't built in a day. And isn't that the truth? And PK is adding, being consistent shows that you are reliable. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes, 100%. That they can count on you. Your audience can count on you to be there. And it does show something about your your personality and your characteristic. And what is the superseding, overarching thing that people want from you in order to work with you? Well, they want to trust you. And to know that you're reliable and that you're there for them is such a key ingredient to that. So thank you for bringing that up, PK. It really is um, about um, people being able to count on you. So that is such a great point. Uh, so it does take time and just remember Rome wasn't built in the day and always rely on the people that really are there to support you because if you, and fall back on that. So if you're having these moments, these times where you're like, Oh my God, I can't hang in there anymore. It's not worth my time. You know, reverse that and start thinking about, I have to hang in there because there are people out there that are listening to me consistently. And a lot of people are coming back on the replays and a lot of people are looking at other platforms that you maybe don't check in on all the time and listening to your video. You know, it was so interesting. I had uh, somebody come up to me at a conference once and this was so actually touching. And, um, and I, I got up and I said something and I honestly, I actually was talking about my why and I was talking about how I connected to it and. Um, I was really passionate about that. And after, during the break, um, this, this entrepreneurial woman came up to me and she goes, I want you to know that I cried when you were talking. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, thank you for even mentioning that to me. That is a ripple effect. I would have never known about had she not told me. So think about all the times you're on live that you are actually resonating with somebody and you're impacting their life and you just don't know about it you have to hang in there for just that because there are you are being inspiring and you are helping people and the other thing I want to just emphasize is I've always looked at the show as and and this is why I really enjoy this show um, I've always looked at it as um, the ant it's the ant to my work it's not the it thing. It's not the it thing that's going to monetize in a, in a maximum way. It's not going to yield me a sale in every instance. It's not going to give me my, you know, my ultimate goal. But what it is, is it's my and. It shows people like P.K. mentioned that I'm reliable, that I'm here for them, that they can trust to find me here every week at the same time, same place, and that I will be there to help them. And it also gives me that exposure because I use all of this video to cut it up and repurpose it and create other marketing tools like Rick brought up. Um, So it's really very valuable in that it is my and, not necessarily my it, not the main thing that helps my business go around, but it's definitely the one that supplements all these little areas. And that's really important. And um, Rick, I'd love to have you back on here just to comment on that. You know, the idea that, you know, the, the show isn't really my my it's my and and how much enjoyment that you see me get out of doing this show even though i was reluctant at the beginning right
1: oh well excuse me there's two sides to that obviously when you see christine on the show she loves it right she loves being (laughs) on the show she loves having guests on and and it's all great and it's and it's fun it the other part but on the other side on the back side of the camera and the prep stuff right that can be kind of yeah, you know, <laughs> not not as fun, but it leads up to the fun part when you can talk about what your you know whatever subject matter it is. Um, like you said, it it the the planning can be a little bit overwhelming at first, but once you get in a rhythm, then it's easy peasy and and it's easy planning. Um, and we did I did way more planning in the first let's say couple three months with Christine, just because. That's just because Christine, you know, right, is, is is a perfectionist, and she wants everything, like every every, every checkbox filled in, and make sure we hit everything right, and and it was great. I mean, it was it was fine. I went with the flow with that, and then and I let her on her own, kind of okay. We already know those check boxes, so I guess we don't have. We can bundle those together and you know put those off to the side. So the checklist got s- shorter because it was automatic. A lot of the processes now were standard things that standard operating things that of planning that you do for a show, and so we didn't have to really do so so minute planning. Um, like like today, we 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 don't do all those check boxes nearly as much as we did in the first several months. Uh, but as you get more comfortable into the production, and you know what you're going to do, you know you figure out the structure and the flow of the show, then you, I I know for some of you out there that are viewing this can just turn go live and step up to the mic and start talking. Right? I I have clients like that who can just I give them a topic and it's like okay they can talk 20 minutes on that right without and it it'll seem like they've been researching this thing for. You know days or for, for 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 weeks but it just comes out the top of their head and some people are like that um I, i'm conf- i'm I'll, i'm kind of trying to get christine to do that and in, in the last couple of months she's been really good uh about just being able to step up to the mic and just go with the flow i know she's not rehearsed as 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 much as she'd like to in the opening but it's like you know what the less you rehearse the better it's going to sound and and it's and it you know it's worked out great. And I I love it because it, it really makes you much more prepared for anything because you have to, you have to shoot from the hip sometimes. Right.
0: Absolutely. And you know, I think it's a, it was a learning curve for me because Mm I, I, I'm used to be, uh, to take time to prepare like a lot, like over prepare. And the reality is that over preparing is, can be just as bad as not preparing at all. Right. So because you end up getting pretty rigid about what you want to say and how you want to do it, and then you end up really messing up because of it, like, Mm. you know, the outcome isn't as pretty as you expect it because you're so rigid. If one thing is off, then a lot of it falls apart. So I learned that pretty quickly and um, and I got more comfortable about being on camera you know was definitely a learning curve and that's another thing i want to emphasize for the audience is if you are starting a new show i don't care who you are you could be somebody that is used to being on a stage all day long but when you get in front of the camera lens it's totally different don't you think rick
1: no doubt about it yeah you have to prepare for the unexpected i mean the unexpected will happen at any time in the in the least opportune moment that that Uh, you may be broadcasting. I mean, it's happened to us several times um, for some reason or another. It could have been a guest internet. It could have been uh, just a connection issue. But um, I I told Christine early on when we first started, it's like, these shows will not go perfectly. Expect the unexpected (laughs) because it's going to happen, right? And so, I mean, aren't you glad that I I said that?
0: Because
1: I can tell you in the times where it did happen, where we lost connection when we had a guest, she was prepared christine was prepared to take over and and talk a little bit on the subject matter while we were waiting for that guest to reconnect and it went smoothly it was great
0: yeah exactly i mean the worst thing is is not preparing for that or not expecting that something can happen and then you're like you fumble mm-hmm. right or you don't know what to do you're like oh my gosh we're Oh, we draw, we start talking about the actual incident <laughs> instead of just kind of keeping the cadence of the show, right? So yeah. um that was actually very valuable. I feel like if you know, that's actually a really good point for people to remember is that that you expect the unexpected, expect to carry the show, even if you have a guest, expect that you should know a little bit about the topic you're interviewing the guest on, even though you're not the expert, but just to know to continue the conversation in an instant like that. And um, PK is was- agreeing. What we're, with what oh, we're saying because yeah.
1: She, yeah no doubt i was gonna say i i don't think i ever told you this but um, it's happened twice yeah in fact i know i've never told you this so it's happened oh. twice on the show as as the producer i'm always in the studio room right monitoring the show bringing up the graphics getting in the, the guests on and off i've had my computer shut down twice during the broadcast right but but the stream is the studio is still open the stream is going live so I've, i'd had the restart my computer, come back into the show, and then everything's fine, and Christine didn't know, right? But I'm <laughs> I'm freaking out because it's like, oh no! I hope she's not asking me to come on air because I'm not there.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, I would totally freak out if I knew because I'd be like, oh my god, technical technical problems. I'm that's why that's why like you're like my safety net when it comes to technology because it's like I don't want to deal with that at all. <laughs> but you know, that's the thing. You know, when we when we're thinking about our audience, we really have to think about how we are um, acting too, right? Are we engaging them? Are we keeping them engaged? Cause that's a factor in yeah. growing your audience. You know, in, in instances where you can think fast on your feet or have a safety net built in or a plan B that makes your audience feel like, wow, these people know what they're doing and they're professional. I want to keep coming back to this show. And that's another way to really mm-hmm. think about growing your audience. So, so, so important, you know, um, I just want to also, so we've talked about this uncertainty that comes with taking the leap of faith and and, and just trusting that your net is is being cast and that people are kind of watching you as you do this, even though, you know, it doesn't look like it sometimes. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, you know, because this is, is sort of the flip side of this is really technical things on how to actually build an audience, how to make assertive moves in building an audience because it is important. You know, even though it's valuable to have, you know, a few engaged fans, we all want to increase our fan base. We all do. I mean, that's part of this platform and social media and all those things in order to have more people come to your <clears throat> to your work, more people to serve, you have to, you have to increase that circle of influence. So some thick things that we do um, to really promote the show and build that audience um, and things that we do consistently. And, you know, I try and add a new layer every once in a while to what I'm doing because I want to, you know, it's hard to do everything all at the same time. So just think about one thing that you can do to increase your circle of influence and then do it for consistently for a while and then add another thing. So for instance, we do pre-promotion of the show, right? We get on, I, you know, I use my Instagram account to talk about the show, my Facebook, uh, to talk about the show. I use my email list to let people know about the show and some of the groups I'm in. And I'll let them know about the show and that it's airing at a certain time and what the topic is. So that's a really good way to get more eyes on your show is to let them know that it's happening. Uh, People aren't going to come if they don't know about it. So you have to actually do some pre-promotion. And then we do some post promotion as well, because this show is evergreen, and because it lives on the Facebook page at Waste Up Wardrobe, people can come back and listen to a replay. People might say, "Oh, that episode that they did on lighting. Gosh, I want to go back and listen to that." And so they can go back and they can listen to it. They can listen to it on iTunes if they just needed an audio. They can do it. They can listen to it on YouTube or uh, Instagram. So there's so many platforms where they can catch it, and that is the post, the po- in the post promotion, I will do what we now call the speedy recap, which is at the end of the show, we go off air and then we record a short synopsis, a short summary of what the show is all about. And then I use that on Instagram and Facebook to tell people this is what the show is about. This was the main takeaway. Go back and listen to replay if you want to learn more. So that is a piece of post promotion that you can do too. And that's again, where Rick was talking about the marketing, how you can use the, the recording to become marketing. We take it, we chop it all up, and we repurpose it in different ways. A new layer that I just started adding that some of you may have noticed is I am now going live about an hour before the show, and I'm really creating a teaser video in my personal profile um, to let people know what we're going to be talking about and to really direct them towards the show. And um, I'm actually, it was, I'm still really nervous doing that, but. I actually am starting to get used to it and I'm really loving the engagement I get. I get a lot of engagement just from that post itself. And it's just really interesting to connect with my tribe and my community and grow uh, my community in my personal Facebook page. And Rick, I know you have something to say about this. Uh, not
1: so much something to say, but I'm I'm, I'm curious because I, I love the strategy and I know uh, you're a coach to do that. But explain maybe to the audience, the purpose of doing that?
0: Yeah. So one of the things that um, I'm really trying to work on this year is, is feeding what they call feeding the Facebook algorithm, really trying to give it what it wants so that I can use that to, to get more eyes on my business and the work that I do. And one of the ways that um, I've been taught recently to do this um, and my, my big guru, Molly Mahoney, she is like, the facebook queen as far as i'm concerned i'm really following all her advice and um one of the things i'm doing is really um interacting a lot on my personal profile which people should know it's very important now i did not know this i didn't know this i thought that i was interacting with people on my business page and that was enough but the reality is you have to interact on your personal profile on facebook so that people can really know who you are to get to know uh and trust you and then want to work with you and that's something i was missing so i'm really trying to work on that and so now uh i do this teaser video on my personal profile it gets people going oh she's on in an hour so it gets people to the facebook the waste up wardrobe show it also gets them to interact with me on my personal profile which feeds the algorithm which makes people want to engage with me more which increases my my circle of influence so there you go does that answer the question
1: it does and just as just a Point of clarification that it's, it's actually not a tape delayed video. Christine is doing this live on her profile page and Mm -hmm. so maybe by the time you see it it is a video it's you know it's a replay but she's doing this live and it I love it um you've you've done this now I think this is the third episode that you've done this for
0: yes Mm -hmm. um
1: and it I was saying (laughs) it's like you have to watch you have to watch the you have to watch you know this is like 11 o'clock while we're doing pre shows like did you see my preview yet I go (laughs) no I've been doing stuff so I watched it and it was like oh my gosh I I need to steal that for another article that I'm writing for this other other thing that I'm doing. And Zach, like, do you mind? It's like, oh yeah, that's great. I mean, your analogy with the bamboo tree is awesome. And I know we have a couple of uh, viewers here who didn't catch the first part of this uh, broadcast. Rewind on the replay, and and or go to Christine's pre- profile page and listen to the uh, listen to the her uh, her preview of this episode because it was great. It's spot. Yeah.
0: You know, it's such a great analogy and I'm loving that I get to inspire you, Rick, and to inspire you to, to steal something I put out there. So (laughs) I appreciate that. And I want people to steal these things and adapt them to their businesses. Right. I know PK is the feng shui expert and I could see her totally using that analogy, um, with her, um, clients and her work. And so, and you know, you adapt it to the work that you do because it is foundational. The idea of, being patient with the process, patience with the process, because nothing good ever happens overnight.
1: Mm.
0: Right. I mean, look at nature, things develop in nature over time and time is such an important factor. So really being patient with the process and being patient with yourself. Um, You know, in addition to other ways to building the audience, think about your blogging too. The blogging directs people to your, uh, can direct people to your show. We do the show notes, which you know I'm I'm not handling that as well as I'd like to, but I'm giving myself some grace because there's so many pieces I'm trying to implement in the business. But the the show notes operating like a blog, and then educating people about uh, the show in that way can be a really great tool to get people reading the blog and then going to the show. And finally, one of the tools and things that I use when I'm growing my audience, and this is really key, and you can actually really see considerable growth this way, is you know working with your power partners. When you're interviewing somebody who's a power partner that's in the same space, has the same target market, and they then uh, pre-promote in their arena, that brings more people and more eyes to your show. So that is such an important tool that a lot of people forget about. And you want to be able to use those, so I want to talk to you more about this one-on-one. Uh, hashtag Hang and Shine. So Hang and Shine will get you to um, get on a call with me, or uh, let's chat about how we can create some pre-promotion or things that can help you really promote your episode and um, and get more eyes on your show. Hang and Shine. Is the hashtag. If you're listening to this on the replay, put the hashtag hang and shine. I will message you. I will connect with you and we can really talk about this in a per on a personal level, like what is really going to work for the show or the work that you're doing? What kind of promotion and where do you need to really focus to get that bigger audience? So as you know, we always wrap up waste up wardrobe with the waste up wardrobe weekly wrap-up. And the main takeaway here is of course hang in there. Really don't get discouraged with numbers you know people say all the time but it's true because the numbers that you're seeing are not the real numbers there's so much invisible goodness that's happening behind the scenes that you cannot see it's like that the roots are growing deep that then will really reap you the benefits so hang in there and 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 be patient with the process patience with the process is so key um the tips that i'm going to tell you are basically Uh, You know, just in order to grow your audience, think about how you would pre-promote, how you'd post-promote some of these ideas that we gave. Think about your power partners and how they can bring more audience and more viewers to you. That's another great way to promote. And finally, action item. If you are currently doing a show and you're struggling with the numbers of viewers and that is a thing you want to focus on, think about repurposing, repurposing parts of your show. Creating that speedy recap, which is just a third, like a 60 second recap of the show to use as a teaser video on your social media to direct people back to the show. OK, or think about what I'm now starting to do, my live um, teaser on my personal profile and use that to direct people to your show. So there's so much you can do. So I'm going to say for an action item, pick one of those things and start doing it and see if it actually moves the needle for you and brings you some, gets you some traction with getting more eyes on your show. So, There you have it. Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, PK, for being here. And um, we always love having you. And um, thank you for being dedicated to watching the show. I really, really appreciate you. And um, join us next week at 1130, same time, same day, Thursday at 1130 Pacific Standard Time, every day, every week, where we're going to bring you a new show and a new series potentially. And you know what? Tell a friend to join us too.